0: It's Munchie time! Hello and welcome back to Up The Villa podcast. If you are new to our channel, subscribe, drop this video a like and get involved in the comment section down below. Let's have a light target of 800. Let's go big being are in the international break. And your support helps the channel out massively. So what I wanted to do on this episode is have a... Think and a look ahead to January as it's fast approaching. We've now got a run of games through the back end of November to December. And then we are straight into January when the transfer window opens. So on this episode, I'm going to have a look at the role of Monchi again. We're going to go through and we're going to have a look at how meticulous Monchi is and how Monchi works And the way in which he will be helping and aiding Unai Emery. We're going to have a look at the whole squad. We're going to have a look at how it's looking. Is it balanced? Is it not? We're going to then have a look at the three positions that I potentially would like to strengthen him. And then we'll go to the thoughts of you guys in uh, the community thread who dropped your thoughts as well. So still get involved on the episode. Share your thoughts. So. Monchi and the transfer window coming up and I've got to say and I'm going to pose a question for you all to think about now have you thought about the transfer window and I know I am now because that's why I'm doing the episode but I'm going to say this may be the first time that you guys at home are thinking about the January transfer window and for me that showcases how good of a job NSWE, Unai Emery, and Aston Villa are currently doing. Gone are the days, and I said this in the summer, that what we don't want to be doing is soon as that transfer window shuts in September 1st, you're thinking about January 1st. Now, that has been Aston Villa for how many years have we been like that? It shuts and we're going we still need a striker, we need a midfielder, we need this, we need that, I can't wait for January. I haven't seen any Villa fans say that once. So that, to me, shows that the squad is in a good place. And my overriding thoughts on the up-and-coming window are, if something can be done, fine. If not, it is not an absolute necessity to bring in three or four players. I've highlighted three areas that I think potentially, but if it can't be done in Jan, it doesn't need to be done in Jan and it can wait and we can move forward and look at the summer and the signings. But I will caveat that and say, if we get through December and we are near the top and near top four, then certain signings might be done because We have to seize the moment. And I think that may happen depending on where we are. But we'll get into it then. And we'll start talking about Monchi and what Monchi's role is. And again, gone are the days of this player looks half decent for a team that's mid-table. Should Villa sign him? Back-end championship teams, they're doing well in the championship. They would just fit Villa's system. That's not how we work when we sign players anymore. So I'm going to go through this brilliant article and we'll run through how Monchi operates in a transfer window then. So let's get straight on it then. So this is all about Monchi and the keystones of Monchi's success. So the main reasons of Seville's and Monchi's success sound very simple. Hard work and maintaining contacts. According to the phrase, success is only ahead of the work in the dictionary. His main tasks are first and foremost, supporting the players and the coach in winning as many games as possible and the course concentrating on successful transfer market. The Andalusian philosophy is based on three columns. One direction. All departments of the club work together for the sportive success. Number two, organisation. Always be prepared. Do not allow improvisation and define clear goals. And number three, teamwork. The group leading is worthless without his team members. It's interesting to see how Monchi, as a manager, deals with the results of his and the work of his team. If the results are bad, he he just blames himself. If the results are mediocre, the group is jointly responsible. And if the results are good, he openly communicates that the others were responsible. This creates trust and encourages his employees to take initiative. So how does Monchi get to a point where we have a list of players? We have targets. Who's responsible for Picking the final target. How does the scouting work? And how do we find that that specific player from a number of players that are the possible options? So we'll get into that now. So scouting. Monchi divides into two parts. So-called gross scouting takes place around July and December and net scouting from January to May to June. Basically, the motto here is that the sports director and the scouting department work completely independently without coordinating their work with the head coach. The coaching staff should fully concentrate on working with the team and winning games. So in the scouting period, there's no communication with the head coach in Unai Emery. The former goalkeeper is known for his big know-how on the French market. In recent years, his scouting has been able to identify, and this is mad, talented but quite unknown players there, and they were able to sell them for great profit after successful years in Seville. Clement Longley, who now plays for Villa, was signed by the second league AS Nancy for 5.4 million and transferred to Barcelona for 35.9. So that's how he was able to operate at Seville. So gross scouting, every scout watches as many games as possible in his country slash area without having specific goal. Monchi pursues the strategy to the count of all positions as he has often had to deal with unexpected departures of first 11 players in the past, which he could not adequately replace due to a lack of preparation. Uh, The approach is intended to avoid this in these cases. So net scouting, In net scouting, the players who were selected by gross scouting. So the net scouting is the broader scheme of scouting. Now we're in net scouting. So net scouting, the players who were selected by gross scouting are scouted intensively. Monchi attaches great importance to two aspects. Firstly, the scouting scouting should take place in as many different situations as possible to complete the picture of the player. Home and away games against strong or weak opposition as well as international duties to play the important role secondly the scouting should be done by different scouts as a result a scout may no may no longer value the same player during the net scouting that is already dealt with in go- gross scouting this should result in a large number of different opinions all of them are put together in a big evaluation about the scouting player. In total, total each potential signing is scouted six to seven times. So that shows the intense work of the complete sc- scouting network. Now, let's talk about we've been in the scouting network. Now, let's talk about the player selection. Only after intense scouting of the relevant players, the start They start to get the the coach involved, so now Unai is involved in this process. Monchi clarifies that the trainer orders a list of, of profiles that, in his expert opinion, he needs to improve the team based on the desired profiles. The scouting department selects suitable players who meet the coach's expectations. From initially more than over 500 players during the growth scouting, a list of approximately six to eight players per position is created, which is presented to the coach with the help of videos. In addition to classic factors, physical, technical and tactical, and the psychological profile of the players, the following criteria of immense importance from the manager when evaluating and selecting players Economic conditions. These include the actual and current player value, possible release clauses and salary over the term of the contract contact. Acclimatisation period. Can the player immediately perform? Can the player deliver his best performances under these current conditions? Future increase player value. Here, Monchi works according to a 70 30 rule. 30% of the signings should be performed immediately, and 70% of them, the staff has to focus more development time on player enhancements. Monchi has developed three key keys to help new arrivals adapt knowledge about the club, character of the player, and an introduction to the players must be flawlessly planned and no big statements. Made by maybe made that would put the player under unnecessary pressure. So that uh, is absolutely fascinating for me. It's fascinating to see how that process works from net scouting all the way until Unai gets involved and then Unai's decision, and that's how we'll sign players. So it's absolutely fascinating. And so many of those things in that article. We've already seen, haven't we? Because it spoke about the end as well, about the players coming to that club and their adaptation period. We saw how we're now having this... Excuse me, I don't know what their official term is at Villa. Somebody who liaises with new signings to get them um, settled at Villa. We saw Duran, when Duran signed, and we did that big video of, of Juan Pablo Angel, You know, and and he he teared up, didn't he, Duran? But that's all helping him feel settled and at ease. So all of these different aspects we've started to see at Villa. And what I would say about Monchi as well is the last window, we was really yet to see what Monchi's all about, were we? Because he'd only just come into the club, hadn't he? And we know we've got this meticulous level of detail now on the scouting side of things, on how we will draw the list we will go through the players that fit the profile that Unai wants and we didn't really have that much time with Monchi in the summer so I can imagine from the summer to January that period has really been honed in and we and we've got the vision of the direction of where we want to be working to and this sort of paves way to what i was saying at the start about us fans not waiting for that next transfer window. We don't need to because we are planning and the preparation is there. And and for whatever, if anything arises that that we've got massive injuries, etc., then we will be planned for those different scenarios. And I think my general point is that I'm not looking for Villa to get to a transfer window because... We are building as a club and everybody's working together and there's a direction and there's an end goal that we need to get to. So, you know, my initial thoughts on this January window are the the squad's okay, the squad's okay, but there might be certain areas that we we do need to improve on. So that was just the basic um, analysis of, of how Monchi works. And I think it's so important that, we all understand kind of what goes on behind the scenes to to how we get to get to these specific players that we want to sign so uh that was how monchi's working i imagine he's going to be really busy um and yeah i imagine we will see the the bigger picture in the summer when he's had sort of a whole year at villa to work out what we need and where we are so i'm going to have a look now at the whole squad and where we are and Where we think we might need to improve. So I've circled Mings and Buendia because they are injured. And I think we all know that they are injured. But it's important when we're going into a transfer window to not forget them because they have still got massive parts to play at Aston Villa. So when we're looking at maybe a creative player, we've still got to remember that Buendia still plays for us and he will be coming back at some point, so I think that's worth noting in those areas, so I've circled those to still keep them in the picture, and what I've tried to do is, in each position, you'll see depth, so if we look at Watkins, you've got Durant, Diaby, you've got Bailey and Traore, McGinn on the right, you've got McGinn and Buendia, on the left, Zaniolo, Tielemans, Ramsey, so that shows the depth of where we are, yeah, you could put Tielemans next to Louise, but I think, where we are right now, this graphic shows where we are. So I'm going to put another graphic on now of some players that I think need moving on. And and, and whether it's in January, because we've got to think of squad depth and how we utilise the team. But there's three players for me who I think need to be moved on. And they are Olsen, Dendonka... And Callum Chambers, for me, when they've had their chances, they don't take them, and I think we need to to move on from these. The, the term "squad player," I don't really like, and I've never really liked "squad player" because the term is basically you're not as good, you're not good enough to play for the first team, but you'll do a job. And for where we're going to and the way we play, doing a job doesn't really work. And I think this can be highlighted perfectly in the sense of the European games. Now, Emi Martinez should not be playing every single European game for Aston Villa. It just just shouldn't happen. He he doesn't need to play every European game, but he's having to because the backup is just unfortunately not good enough. Dendonka, not good, it is it's just not good enough. We've got to be honest, we've got to be honest, not good enough. Callum Chambers, not good enough. So, in those areas, for me, that they're not good enough, and there's not enough depth there. So, if I have to sort of take them away, we then start to get to a point now where we've got an area of the team that is looking pretty, pretty light. Um, do I think we could possibly keep holding until summer? Probably, but, you know, we need a better goalkeeper as backup and someone who can challenge Martinez. And I just think Olsen doesn't do that. I do think we are quite light in that Kamara role because I just think don't think Dendonka can do the job. So maybe in the summer, there may be something in that area. And then I think we can all agree that the right-back role, we are looking very, very light if something happens to Matty Cash. I do have the view of, in the summer, though, that we were going to change the back three and we were going to go heavy at times. So you were going to have Consa coming into there and we probably were going to play with a Carlos or a Mings and a Pau. And we got that rotation with Pau and Mings and then we bought Long Lane. So I think that whole vibe, We I think we really are looking a little bit light. So I would probably highlight a right-back coming in, whether that's someone that fits the same profile as Cash or whether it's a more defensive-minded player so that Kamara doesn't sometimes have to really screen. We can go with a player that's a little bit more defensive in there. So those are all different options for me. Um, And then I would probably say I'm looking at that Luis role at times as well and thinking when Luis is out the team, Have we got the adequate attacking midfielder to do what Luis can do? So that is one area that I would highlight in the summer. And I think another big attacking box-to-box central midfielder could could come in there. So for me, I would say keeper, right back if, if... And these are ifs we feel it's adequate to do a keeper and a right back. But there is one area that I would like to see us bring in another player and it would be up top. I think with Duran, he's not really getting enough minutes. He's not playing enough games. And I think we could potentially bring in, not like a seasoned pro striker, but a European striker who knows his role when he's coming to the club and and i think that would be massive that would add a different option so i think those are sort of the areas that you know i'm sort of really going to highlight here i think we could go keeper right back in that area and, and maybe something in and around there Th- those are the four areas that i would possibly highlight as areas that i think we could possibly do some business but again i don't think it's Massively, one of those where it's make or break. I think the squad's looking good. You're gonna have Wendell coming back after the new year as well, and I think those are just some areas that I would highlight. But you know, if you if you were to if you were to take away that and that, you know, that option in and around there would be absolutely huge this season. And the depth starts to look really, really. You know, massive in that area. So we've got Ramsey coming back. We've got to find a fine role for Zaniolo in there somewhere as well. So I think it's just sort of fine tuning and and just seeing where we are. If we're in and around Champions League in January, then potentially we might go big and seize that opportunity. So what we're going to do now is we're going to have a look at some of the latest links that have that have come out and so latest links and rumors of players that we've been linked with Um, and then I've got two options that I'm going to go with so we've got the first option we are linked with Kili Kosai from Besiktas a striker 18 years of age so another youngster who isn't really playing many games at the minute He's played two games. He hasn't started any. Scored no goals. Gotta be honest, I don't really know too much about this guy at all. Now, another exciting winger that we've been linked with is Catamo from Sporting. Who is 22 years of age. He's sort of setting up, setting a lot that Portuguese league at the minute. Playing in in a really good side this season. He's got a Sofa score rating of six point nine three. He's played nine games, started two. He's got one goal. He's got one assist. Uh, passing accuracy 79%. And he has also got, let's try and find his dribbles, 43% successful dribbles. Duels won uh, 59%. And then when I was talking about the striker and uh, on what we currently need, and there's a player here that sort of fits the bracket of what I would be looking for. So, you know, A player that scores goals, he's been around the block, he knows where the back of the net is, he knows his role, he would know that he was sort of not going to come in as a major starter, but he could challenge Watkins, there could be European games where Watkins could sit out and you would have had no problem with this player starting. So a player of the ilk of Gerard Moreno, 31 years of age, he's got an attacking rating of 81. We haven't been linked with Moreno, this is my pick by the way. Uh, creativity 73. So far this season, 7.72 on sofa score. He's played 11 games, started 10, scored eight goals for Villarreal, which is absolutely massive. Uh, so he's a player that I, I really rate. I think he could do a, a really you know impressive job under Unai Emery. And, and I think that type of striker is something that we could potentially... Be looking at. And then the big one who's still on my list is Pedro Goncalves. It's just, we've got to go back there. We've got to go back there and have a look and just keep an eye on him to see how he's doing. Uh, so 7.35 so far this season. He's played 11 games, started 11, three goals. He's got one assist. He's passing accuracy per game 80, 91 in his own half absolute baller absolutely love him think he's a great player and he would be someone that I would love to see sort of in that Dougie Louise wall with Dougie Louise. So yeah that would that would be massive um and I just think you know he would be a player Uh, who really excites me and and I think he's a a really, really good player. So what we'll do now is we'll go to the Villa Faithful then and we'll have a look what you guys have been saying. Uh, We'll have a look at some of the comments and some of the areas that you guys have highlighted. So we've got Rachel... A big fan, Rachel, has put, I don't think we'll be too active. The Jan window isn't great time to be busy. Possibly, if we are still in the hunt for top four, or top five, we may do. I think the only position we really need is a right back to provide competition for cash and an option on the right-hand side of the attack. Majority of our business will be done next summer. I mean, Rachel, you've literally just read my mind and said everything that I've just said in a short paragraph. So... On the similar sort of lines to me, uh, JJ, in my opinion, an improvement or a right back and a centre forward? Other than that, once injuries start coming back, I think we will have a good squad ready to push for the top spots. Uh, we've got big fan of the channel here. I'm going to have to read his comment out because it'll be rude not to. Out of the trash. Uh, be linked with right backs outside of this window. Even a backup option will do there, uh, th- though it's... It is upgradable. Still holding out for Jonathan David, lol. Though, that's not that's a long shot given all his new contract, his form overall and attention around him. If there's a better backup keeper to Olsen that's available for a low fee or a loan, that would be nice. But I doubt it and I can't and it can't and won't be something to be splashed the cash on. A great comment. Uh, number two, goalkeeper and a striker. Attacking player, that's from Andy. We have got a starting right back, backup goalkeeper, and competition up front so we can send Duran out low, on loan to play every week. A right back is a must in my ideal world, but it would be Fring Pong from Leverkusen, but Sugawara from Alkmaar is a good and more realistic target. But uh, but uh, go for broke. That's from Dennis. Uh, Richards put definitely a right back, a world class striker too. Uh, I think we've already got one of them. Uh, and just in case of an injury to Oli, yeah, I think we need a striker. Uh, Neil, right back, has no cover since Ashley Young has moved on. Mark, a right back and a goalkeeper. LG has put right back number two, centre forward and a central midfield with Don Dendonka. Don, Den put your teeth in. Dendonka gets a move. It's a small squad. Desperate for a backup keeper. Another option to Oli and cover for cash. That's from Daryl. Uh, Shane, a backup. Right back and a strike, striker target man. Uh, Vince has put right back. Uh, we've got a right back, and then we've got a striker. Since Duran is a bad egg from all the reports I'm hearing, if Oli gets injured, we are. You can see that word right back would be good. And that's from Rich. So great to get the thoughts of Villa fans. And I think we're all agreeing really of, of where we are, where the squad is, what we're looking like, what the shape's looking like. Not a necessity, Um, but yeah, hopefully you've all enjoyed this transfer episode on, on Monchi and the role and, and, and what we've got to come. I thought do it in this break because December's going to be really busy and then we're not really we're going to be straight into transfer rumors so you know comment your thoughts down below um, and support the channel you know get involved it's there for you every every episode we do is there for you to drop your thoughts share your thoughts and just get involved we've got quite a few episodes coming out this week uh, I've got some good guests lined up as well so uh, cheers everyone for watching up the villa